This is The Art Life. Hello, I'm Sandra Robinson-Burns, writer and the founder of Heroin Training. Today is the 24th of March, 2020. I am in quarantine here in Edinburgh, continuing to practice social distancing from my co-host, who lives in a different continent from me, continuing to uh, set that example. (laughs) She is, of course, actress and activist Grace Gordon. Grace, how is your art life is too big a question right now. Yeah, yeah. I I think um, we decided to basically do this discussion. It was an unplanned episode that we're adding in because obviously the world is in crisis right now. And there's a huge discussion going on about how this quarantine, how this pandemic is affecting artists, how it's affecting freelancers. I mean, it's affecting everyone. But I've been seeing so many conversations about how it is disrupting the livelihoods, the schedules, the the day-to-day experiences of so many artists. And I, I thought, hey, we should sit down and talk about this. We should talk about how our lives look right now and we should talk about um you know the different ways that it's affecting artists or it might be i wanted to just start by adding a little loving disclaimer to people listening zandra and i are going to be discussing our daily lives amidst this quarantine and our businesses as they're running during this time. And I just want to be clear, we are in no way telling you like how you should structure your day. We are in no way telling you how you should be coping or not coping. We're just going to be talking about our lives and how we're getting by. And um, I hope no one hears this and, and you know feels pressure to produce anything in any sort of way or you know feels like we're giving advice because we're definitely not we're just giving examples of what what quarantine looks like in our art lives i've been thinking a lot about the core idea of our show the art life it was uh i mean in another world this is cause for celebration that about a year ago we birthed this idea and I've yeah, been... we it was it was a was it a year ago yesterday? Oh gosh, really? I think it might have been a year ago yesterday was like the conversation we had. That was like the day we went to the cat cafe and and launched the idea of the show. So happy anniversary, darling! Yay! Cheers! <laughs> Toasting you from my quarantine cell, my bedroom. <laughs> well, we couldn't have reunited even if we wanted to. It's true. Yeah. And it's it's gotten me, you know, situations like this, and even that phrase feels wrong because what situation is like this? But it's gotten me thinking about how important that original concept of this show is to me right now, which is about art as a part of life and not as a means to produce 
complete present something. At this time, art feels more a part of my life than ever. And having been putting on this this show for um, working on this show for a year now has really confirmed to me that that is valuable and that is the right thing to do for me. Yeah, it's certainly been a time of reflection on this work that we do individually and together because, you know, there are, in, in my life, for me personally, like, there are a lot of jokes that people make about about actors or, you know, about models or there's like hangups people have about the value of art, especially in the U.S., I would say. A lot of young artists in the U.S. have a lot of hangups because like capitalism is the is the structure that we live under. And um, and what a time to reflect on the importance of art, because not just for myself, but everyone around me, we're all leaning on on television and movie watching and listening to music and making art together to to cope with this experience. And it's made me have more respect for what I do, more respect for the artists and content creators that I follow because Like, this is what makes life worth living, and this is what we're all turning to for distraction and entertainment. This is what my roommate and I are doing, you know, turning to every night. So I I feel very, um, I don't want to be a person who says I'm humbled by. That's not, I don't know how I feel about that. Because I feel like when people say that they're not humble, um... (laughs) Excuse me. But I am I'm I feel I I I almost feel like this experience is giving me more of a sense of dignity about the work that I create and take it it's making me take it more seriously because I have so much gratitude for like the TV shows that I'm watching that are distracting me or the music that I'm listening to, or the podcasts I'm listening to that are making me feel better. I'm deciding whether to admit something, uh, which is... I want you to. Dude, tell me a secret. Tell me a super secret that no one will hear except everyone listening. Oh, fine. Well, you were saying uh, (laughs) you don't want to say you feel humbled, and I was like, I'm going to go there and say, I feel smug. I feel... (laughs) (laughs) I feel like, see... Art matters. See? (laughs) These things that I care about, like once they're taken away, people want them. People need them. And I I really hope that some some good can come of this for the arts in terms of I think um, there's extra appreciation right now and um extra awareness of what was already a struggling industry in um, performing arts, for instance, the stages are are closed. So um, something, we had to do something. And uh, it it might be like a systemic change that 
is even better in the long run. And that's that's my hope. And I keep balancing that with like, but right now it's awful. So it is awful. And I see a lot of systemic change coming and I see a lot of healthy respect for not just artists, but the service industry, a lot more appreciation for these these like professions that people don't take quote unquote seriously or they you know people don't have enough respect for as like the lifeblood of our society and the lifeblood of like a a functioning society whether it's people who work in food service or or people who work in the arts you know like this these are the things that keep society together the post office the post office my goodness so I want to dial, I want to, I want to like, I want to talk a little bit about what my life has looked like the past couple of weeks, just to get the conversation going. So you were recording this on March 24th. Um, I think it was March 3rd. It was a Monday when, uh, 3rd or 4th, I don't remember, it's all a blur, um, when the the fears about coronavirus started striking up and I had like a 24, maybe 48 hour period where every photo shoot that I had booked for this month canceled in one day. And that was the beginning of like, oh, this is real. And I wanted to just start the conversation with that because I know a lot of gig-based workers a lot of of people in um you know who who work in like modeling or or f- photography film etc had all of their gigs cancel really abruptly and 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 then promptly after the entire film industry shut down and i just got an email from my manager i think it was yesterday that was like you know everyone should expect that nothing will even there won't even be whispers of the industry launching again until like May 15th. So, you know, just to give people a perspective on on the LA side of things, like all of that happened. And of course it's it was hard. It was really scary. And um it was it was sad because I just got this new agent and I just started on, you know, auditioning for him. And I'm like, or you know, he started sending me out on things and then like literally days later, like the whole film industry shuts down in completion. Uh, you know, and all my gigs canceled. But here's a really interesting silver lining, I guess. Or here's a really interesting experience that I've had that I'm having still. So last episode, I was telling you about how I was working on some submissions for an an art gallery show that I was interested in being part of, how I was taking a risk and putting myself out there. And um, I don't think I've actually said this on the show because it's been a bit since we recorded, but I got all five pieces accepted into that gallery. And... I was so excited. It, it was it's a new thing for me. It was like a a leap of faith to even submit at all, and I was so happy that that happened. And um. And then then all of my gigs cancel, and then the film industry shuts down. And around that same time, I had posted on social media that like I'm so happy that my 
this fine art pieces got accepted into this gallery and a really interesting thing happened which is like an instagram follower saw me posting about this and he messaged me and he said like hey do you know if any of your pieces will be for sale online at this show and i replied honestly i said i have no idea i don't even have the details of the show yet besides the day that it opens i said i'd be happy to 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 do a commission for you though if you have something in mind um and he promptly like sent me money so that i could work on a a, a piece for him and what ended up happening is you know as all of my modeling gigs canceled etc I started advertising just on social media my fine art and it what has been a complete leap of faith and completely random for in my you know for me it feels random like I had a bunch of people commission art for me this month and it's like my community stepped up to you know to I mean, I, you know, I'm, I, hopefully they also like my art. I, I think they do. Um, <laughs> some of them are strangers, but like, it's been a really, it, it's been a really interesting experience that, you know, the entire source of my income or almost all of my, you know, like income stream disappeared in the span of like 24 hours. And then like something else came through and it, something else that is art. Um, and so then this quarantine lockdown, this like lockdown happens in LA and well, thank God I'm working on fine art commissions that I can do from home. So this has been a really interesting experience. Obviously it's terrible. And as an extrovert who talks constantly on the show about community and finding my people and it's all about the people the people the people this is my worst nightmare like this is my absolute worst nightmare to be stuck in the house but um but it's a really interesting thing because I honestly like I have lived in fear of like as some as a performer who relies so much on her body just to like pay the bills um i have lived in fear of like getting injured or something happening where i couldn't rely on modeling or acting and like in a completely different way that happened i didn't get injured but obviously the circumstances of the world meant that like all of the things that i do canceled and um something else came through and so it's just like, I'm very moved. I'm very, very grateful that this lined up in the in the time frame that it did. And I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what I would be saying if this hadn't happened. Like if the if the fine art gigs, if the fine art commissions hadn't happened, I would be in a very different position right now, just financially. And I do think that that's like important to note. It's important to talk about that aspect of this crisis because for myself and for so many artists, like this is really scary because we don't have unemployment plans or we don't have like the normal work from home 
option. Um, but I want to talk about you because because for you, this is this is a really interesting experience because you're sort of used to working from home, right? I mean, not much has changed for you or I don't know if that's fair to say, but I'm curious about how your daily life has changed because you're used to being uh, to working on your own schedule and not relying on like outside gigs. I think I I agree with all of the wording that you just used, which is that my I do work from home. I'm used to working from home and for the most part structurally that can st- can operate as usual. And I also am grappling with this idea of fairness because as everyone else's work started to shut down around me, I I noticed myself not just taking my situation as it was. And like what I'm trying to say is my heart went out to everyone who was forced to close their business or work in an environment that wasn't comfortable or familiar um, to them because for the most part my work was unaffected but also everyone's everyone's situation has changed right now including my own and there are little things that are different like part of my routine is going out to a cafe in the morning to write that was my that was really the childhood dream I have a bookmark that I still use and keep very carefully because I don't want to lose it. And it's it, it says cafe girl on it. And it has this very chic illustration of a lady in a cafe with a, a coffee cup reading a book. And I was like, when I was uh, 12 years old or whatever, and I got that bookmark, I was like, that's the dream. <laughs> so a big part of my daily life was was going to these cafes in town that I love dearly and they're all closed now and so I was feeling really really sad for them because they're people who run these businesses as well as just my getting to enjoy the experience of being there um but with everything that has happened my experience has seemed like not as bad in comparison. And so as a result, I have been overextending myself trying to help others and am having to remind myself that this is really emotionally impacting me too in a lot of different ways and that I I need to treat my anxiety first before I can I can uh, offer help. Yeah, that's a really valuable point. Um, this, you know, this, the desire to feel useful. I think that we all have, though. I think you're not alone in that. No matter what your circumstances are right now, whether it's sort of business as usual uh, or you just lost your job and you're freaking out, I think all of us have the desire to be helpful to other people or to 
have a positive impact on our immediate families, whatever it is. And it's, you know, it's tough because we all also have to put our own oxygen masks on first and have to grapple with the reality of like how powerless we are. We can help each other, but like the the virus spread, you know, isn't something we have that much control over besides just staying in, you know, where we are responsible for staying clean and and social distancing but but i i'm i'm hearing that from a lot of people and i you know it's like uh, send each other money like uh, you know order commission art from your friends like do mental health check-ins that's been a big thing for me um mental health check-ins for people who i know might be vulnerable right now but also taking care of ourselves first. I wanted to call this episode Quarantine for Extroverts because I am not one. And a lot of the social behavior that we're all being forced into right now is what I gravitate towards anyway, on one hand, of I just want to stay home and read a book, or watch a TV show. And I am also feeling, as an introvert, like the internet is suddenly so crowded. Quite literally, because my internet is moving slowly because it's, like, being used too much. (laughs) Well, yeah, and I'm feeling more people have been reaching out um, to have Skype calls or um, do things virtually. And while this, my, I was, I was feeling so like silly yesterday for having a meltdown about how I'm feeling socially exhausted just because everyone else is home right now. And um, I'm, I'm used to like, when I stay home sometimes, I like that other people get to go out and do their thing. And now uh and now they can't. So I I wanted to get Grace your perspective as an extrovert, which I feel like I have more of a clear uh perspective on right now. Yeah, so I'm I'm definitely an extrovert and I mean, the whole differentiation is like, where do you get your energy, right? I get my energy from other people. And so for me, that's meant that like I still have to go outside every day and just walk around at a safe distance from people. But like I I have to remind myself that other human beings exist and just soak up that energy for a second. Um but there's an interesting dynamic going on in my life as an extrovert where I'm having the same thing happen that you just mentioned with the the uptick in in interest of connection, whether it's FaceTime or phone call, um, texting, all of that. There's definitely 
more people checking in and wanting to talk and and for me like and also for my roommate Kedra um we both have just as much or if not more work to do than is the norm like Kedra does a lot of social media work for her like quote-unquote day job and that's all that's all still steadily going and I have had a ton of these art commissions to do which is like extremely labor intensive intensive and time consuming and I also you know I have a Patreon and I, I have like I work with a digital media influencer company so you know I'm still doing YouTube and I'm still doing all of that so if anything like I'm I'm just in terms of hours in the day I have just as much work as ever even though all of my in-person gigs canceled so it's it's been interesting for me because I feel like I have to set boundaries around my time even though I am craving like the social connection so badly um but it's always true unfortunately that I'm not as I'm just not as fulfilled by a FaceTime or texting or even a phone call and I, I've run into that frustration just in general in my life where, like, I'd rather catch up with someone over coffee for an hour than text them every day for weeks. Like, it drives the, the digital uh, social upkeep um, isn't fulfilling to me, even as an extrovert. And this is a really tricky time for my mental health and for my social relationships because as much as I appreciate the reaching out and I appreciate the efforts people are making to stay connected and I think that's so important um it's just it's ultimately not like fulfilling to me so I'm still I'm still navigating that I'm still navigating boundary setting around my time and I'm I'm navigating what is the replacement or what you know there if there isn't a solid one what what can I do um Katra and I have been like watching a show every night we've been cooking more for each other eating meals together and that's super helpful um just to have the structure of that also I'm so glad I do not live alone because like let me tell you that was one of the first things I thought was like I would not be able to get through this living alone so that's just like something I've reflected on during this time but I don't have an answer to this one you know there's like the there's the practical reality of the fact that I have just as much work to do as always uh so I can't be like available for a ton of like just catching up or hanging out over Skype that people might want to do but there's also like the sad truth that it's just not fulfilling for me in the way that hanging out in person is so I haven't figured it out I haven't um you know and instead I'm trying to focus on like what can I do for my community what can I do from here to at least feel useful and that's, you know, that's podcasting. That is checking in with people on their mental health. Donating money to those I can help. Doing a Harry Potter Alliance live stream at the end of the week. Which I guess when people listen to this will be 
today, Friday. Like I, I yeah, like I'm I'm trying to to stay connected as much as I can. Um and be there for people as much as I can with the texting and the phone calls. But the reality is like it actually isn't it's rarely it rarely gives me energy to connect in that way. So I'm having to figure that out myself. I'm so glad that we're talking about this and I want to thank you for your honesty here because I made an assumption that this is an introvert extrovert thing when really this is more about human connection and I think this time period is going to be a time for each of us to evaluate what really does energize us because that's what we really need right now and I just had a thought about stockpiling which is part of the conversation mainly around mainly around toilet paper and I'm noticing a sort of emotional or personal development stockpiling going on online too of like um here are all the suggestions for what you can do here are all of the recommendations for how you can spend your time and as a creator in this realm I have felt the pressure to like oh should I be doing that too should I be creating something extra right now for people an extra resource um because I'm my expertise is in everyday life and my I run a virtual community where the focus is finding wonder where you already are this is what a lot of people need right now and so I feel like I could be I could be doing more when really it's also validating to see a greater need for something that I've been creating for years and what I'm what I'm directing my focus towards right now is continuing to do that as much as I can because it's been working so it should keep working yeah and on that note something I a conversation that I saw actually on Twitter tonight that I thought was really important and I was really glad to to witness was some writers some like novelists talking about how even if you work from home normally like they do like as writers this is not a normal situation and so we have to give ourselves some break and have some compassion for ourselves because you know even if you technically work from home all the time the fact that you can't go to cafes and see those people or the fact that you're being flooded by like this terrible news it puts you in a very different mental energetic emotional space than is normal i was seeing some writers say like 
yeah, I, you know, I always technically work from home, but I worked for an hour the past week on writing because this is very upsetting. And I was really glad to witness that conversation because, um, you know, this has a toll on all of us, no matter what your job is, no matter what your your days looked like before this experience, no matter what they look like now. I think it's like really important to figure out individually what you need and how to get through it in your community and for yourself and your household. Um, and to not put that sort of pressure on yourself, right? The shoulds need to be, like, I f- just feel like we have to let go of the shoulds right now, unless they're about just immediate safety concerns. Um, I should be offering something for free because this is my area of expertise. I should be writing more. Uh, I should be maintaining my, you know, normal product like productivity pace because I always work from home. Um, I should be, for me, my immediate, my immediate response was, oh, great, I can become fluent in Spanish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you asshole. Um, <laughs> like, no, you're actually very stressed out and you have a, like you a say ton that to of work yourself? to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I, my, you know, not, it wasn't, oh, great, but it was like, well, I guess if I'm quarantined, I have to learn, you know, not, I, I should really hunker down and become fluent in Spanish or learn to sword fight. Like, that was where my mind went. And I think a lot of people did that, where they immediately went into like, what do I produce with this time so that I can feel like I did something valuable and so that I, you know, that I can like feel like I was a worth worthy member of functioning society, even while quarantined in my home, um, no matter what your job is. And like, I just want to remind everyone, like, this is a his- huge very upsetting displacing historic event that's going on right now this is not normal this is beyond you know impacting one community or one country even and it's okay to like be affected by this and to slow your pace i think there is this immense pressure right now to quickly reframe And I'm able to observe this because I I keep reflecting back to another time in my life when I was in a sort of quarantine, when I was um, I was living with my parents in the Boston suburbs. In between my studies in the UK, I had immigration issues, and even when my my um i was accepted to my master's course and had the right to a visa um my passport application was delayed and delayed and delayed and every day was uncertain and um i had to rebook my flight i had to cancel my summer job i missed my my college's 700th anniversary ball and during this time my immediate reaction was like, time to go through the bucket list. Like time to, like I have, okay, I, I, on, on the bright side, I have this space. So I should just, I should go through the list. And um, what I remember about that time was not that I technically completed Duolingo in French. 
but that I ended up building systems for myself of this is the boundary that I'm setting with checking my email to see if I have a confirmation letter from the UKVI yet. This is how I ground myself. This is how I acknowledge the emotions that I'm experiencing. While at the same time, I was at a a stage in my life where it's like I just finished university and it felt like everyone else was moving so fast around me. And there was this pressure to keep up. But we're in a unique situation right now where everyone is having to slow down, except hospitals and (laughs) grocery Uh, grocery store employees, you know. So I was talking to my dad about this, and he pointed out that when people are being forced to slow down, this might be a good opportunity to accept that and to slow down our own lives as we're being slowed down externally. I think that will have a lot more benefit than exerting pressure on ourselves to learn a new skill or write a book. And I want to mention something you brought up at the beginning of this conversation about turning to TV and film for distraction and entertainment. And I want to add that I also do that to feel a deeper sense of connection and something that is both silly but brings me so much joy is I just felt like making a Disney princess quarantine playlist because I thought that's adorable this is basically every Disney princess movie (laughs) and so it's this This journey through song (laughs) that is at some points it's like, oh, this is this is joyous and this is fun. But at other points, like certain lyrics that I've memorized for years catch me in a different way. And I'm like, oh, that just feels particularly relevant right now. And it makes me want to go and watch Moana again or watch Tangled again. And so I as a as somebody who enjoys art and creates art i can't not be thinking about this right now it's the lens through which i see things through which i create things and it's it's going to be that way for a while please tell me you'll link to that playlist in the show notes it is my greatest achievement i know we're talking about not producing things but I, I feel like let off the hook now because like I can't this is a masterpiece <laughs> well you also made it from a place of pure enjoyment I think that's the difference you didn't say oh I should probably make a relevant playlist so that I can send it to people and feel like I contributed to the conversation you were like this is kind of fun and I'm gonna do it because I want to oh maybe it's gosh. silly I don't care and that's what a why lesson. Yeah, what a lesson. And you're going to look back on this experience and be like, oh, I'm really glad I did that thing that made me happy. 
Like, I'm not going to look back on this experience and be like, wow, I'm really glad that I forced myself to study because I felt guilty. You know what I mean? Like, no, I'm going to look back and be like, here's what I what I did to get through it that felt good and came from a healthy place of self-compassion. I'm glad I did those things. Well, I am. I feel so much better through Me this too. conversation. And I want to speak directly to our listeners and 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 know that we're we're thinking of you and want to um and and wish you all all the best and I words kind of fail me right now for for phrasing that but we want to include you in this conversation too and so um if if you're inspired too I want to encourage you to to let us know what what your response is and be part of the discussion as well yeah, we would love that. And I mean, we we love listener contributed episodes having had some before. You know, perhaps this is going to be a topic that we bring up again in the next few weeks. Perhaps we're going to want to con- collect individual stories from listeners about what they did in this time, about their art lives during this time. So please stay connected. Please join the conversation. Um let us know how you're feeling what you were up to and you know what kind of discussion would be valuable for you during this time yeah i want to echo that in particular that we are always so excited to get episode topic requests and especially right now in light of what we've been talking about there's a lot of I, I dedicate a lot of headspace to like, what do people need right now? And so if you know something that we can do that would be helpful by doing an episode on a certain topic, um, that would be such a gift to us. Grace, what is the art life? The art life is... It's acknowledging your feelings. You know, that's something you said, and I think that's what it is. And I think we could all use more of that. Sandra, what is the art life? The art life is so necessary. I'm so grateful for this space, as there's a lot of ideas going around and um like we're talking about the value of the arts and the role of the arts right now and um i'm thinking about our activism episode as well about like well yeah but aren't there more important things and we're seeing this example of how important how important the arts are in people's lives right now absolutely well zandra today we have talked about so much of our of the nitty-gritty of our daily lives right now and about what you're up to in your business and in your writing because as as you said this is your area of expertise structuring your days and and um writing about daily life 
So, of course, you know, hopefully people will listen to this and their curiosity will spike. So where can people find your art? My art is on heroinetraining.com, my website. I will be writing, as I mentioned, through this lens for uh, a while. (laughs) So I write essays. I've been writing more poems in the past week than I have in a while. So those are all published there and on my Instagram at heroin training. I also run a virtual community called Everyday Wonderland, where I am your digital pen pal and send you weekly digital postcards with one minute calls to adventure for finding wonder where you already are. And I want to say an especial thank you to everyone in our virtual secret garden who has always provided community right now, um, or always always provided community through the years that I've run this program, but especially right now, it feels, uh, I can really feel everyone's presence. So um, thank you to everyone in that space with me. And if this is something that would be helpful for you right now, or you're looking for community right now, or some like really simple guidance, because I really am dedicated to things taking only one minute, you can read more about that at everydaywonder.land. Grace, where is your art? Where can people find it? My art is all over the internet right now, but um, I am definitely keeping my Patreon updated. Patreon.com slash Grace Gordon official. That's where I'm compiling especially everything right now, whether it's it is, you know, lists of recommendations of things to to watch and read for me um, or keeping track for my patrons of like where I am doing live streams when the podcast episodes come out, modeling, etc. YouTube, all of that is is compiled and posted on patreon.com slash Grace Gordon official. And um and I would say that's that's where to check things out. I mean, I'm updating on Instagram and all of those things, but uh, but Patreon's the place where I'm I'm have the most availability to to connect and discuss things. Um, I as much as I utilize social media or other platforms, uh, I don't feel super available to just like chat and connect on them. So Patreon's the place to to find everything and to get a, a, a deeper look at the art that I'm creating. So um, we'll talk to all of you soon. We're back and we're here for you. I'm really excited to share what we're working on next, but stay tuned for next week. Stay tuned for next week. We've got a really exciting episode coming out next Friday as well. And, uh, you know, wherever you are and however long you've been quarantined in your home, um, we love you. <laughs> and uh, we hope that you're, you're doing whatever you need to take care of yourself. So from my side of the world, 
good night. From my side of the world, good morning. Where everything is backwards and upside down today. Everything's backwards and upside down. Um, yeah. Bye. Bye. This is The Art Life, a heroin training podcast with Grace Gordon and me, Zandra Robinson Burns. You can find us online at theartlife.show and send letters to The Art Life, care of Grace Gordon, P.O. Box number 4292, Valley Village, California, 91607, or email us, theartlife at herointraining.com. Our theme music is The Stream by Rory. Thank you for joining us.